my first uh, rude shock was when he, right in front of me he was sentenced to death and I cried more than the accused in court that day I wept and I said no way I'm not going to be a criminal I can't it's too emotionally draining for me Welcome to the Fit and Proper Podcast by Digilaw, your host, Keyukemi Ubi. Hello, and you're welcome to today's episode. Oh, sorry, I'll go again. Hello, and you're welcome to today's episode of the Fit and Proper Podcast. Now, today's episode is going to be a unique one because unlike other episodes where we're talking about schoolwork, today is going to be a more relaxed episode because we have a guest um today we are going to Mrs. Omolabake Aditumbi. Um she's a lawyer and a mediator and an entrepreneur. She was called to bar in 1989. So guys, we have a legend in our midst. And then she has worked in a couple of top law firms before starting at um Legal City in year 2000. And so um I'm just going to allow um Mrs. Aditumbi to introduce herself to the house now. You have the floor. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. My name is Labake Adetumbi, like she said rightly. I'm a lawyer, a mediator, and a serial entrepreneur. I was called to buy in 1989, and um, I run the company called Legal City. I'm sure a lot of you, you probably have heard of Legal City. Legal City is the number one retail shop for lawyers and all the arms of the legal profession. We have served lawyers, judges, senior advocates, and attorney generals for over two decades. I'm a mediator also, and I work with um, the multi-door, Lagos Multidor Courthouse. I'm a certified mediator, and I'm an alumni of Lagos Business School. I write frequently, and um, I have designed major ceremonial robes in Nigeria for Body of Ventures. The Body of Ventures robe was designed by me. The Nigerian Institute of Advanced Legal Studies robes, Lagos Business School, and the Nigerian Judicial Institute, and a lot of universities as well. I'm a consultant on ceremonial robes in Nigeria, and I've sold and um, sold wigs and gowns to over eighty percent of Nigerian lawyers since I started. I'm a mother of four, and two of my children are lawyers. So, hello. Again. I think we should just well give you a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So my first question to you is: Can you like just um tell tell me about your like legal journey because it's interesting. You're a lawyer, but yeah, also in let me call it fashion. So, but can you tell yeah. me about your your legal journey? Yes. Um. Well. Uh, I've first of all went to the university centrally to study linguistics at University of Illinois. My dad was uh, one of the old schools that believes that you had to have a first degree before going into law. So I went mm-hmm. to the University of Illinois to study linguistics, and I always knew when I finished linguistics that I would also study law. So we were the mm-hmm. first set of law uh, of graduates that uh, Unilag took then for law for the law degree. So. Mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to always be a lawyer. So I finished law and graduated in 1989. And um, I started working with um, A.B. Kasumo and Co. And then I came, back, I came to England for a while to work. And um, I was having children. I was already married by then. 
Incidentally, I was married and had my first child whilst holding my law. Wow. And, uh, yes, I was already married and I had my first child. I had three children before, but I finished law. So it was really, really, really hectic. I was a, I was a mother and I was a law school student. So you can imagine the, the, the it was quite hectic, but it was exciting at the same time because we had a group of other young mothers as well that we always rest together. And um, along the line, I, I started, when I started going to court, I discovered that, um, I couldn't get quality wigs and gowns to buy in Nigeria. What happened? I was in court one day and I forgot my colorette at home. And I rushed oh. out to Ibushere to look for a very good colorette. But I couldn't find any. I couldn't find an absolutely good one. I saw some. They were tacky. I entered a few shops. I was not happy with what I saw. And right there in court that day, I remember that I asked quite a few lawyers sitting beside me that, um, Hi guys, where do you buy your things from when you need, when you run out of stuff? And they said, there's really nowhere in Nigeria. Some of them say they wait till they travel and stuff like that. Oh, this is something like I should be able to provide the service. Mm-hmm. So, and basically, I kind of came to England. I went to all the best legal shops in England and I said, okay, let's see what it looks like. And I've, I replicated as much as possible what I Found and I came back to Nigeria, and that was how Legal City started. Basically, mm-hmm. we started in Ikeja, and um, we started as a bespoke center for lawyers. So what we did was that that was the birth, the era of internet and um, browsing, and we started training lawyers how to use the internet for their legal profession. We partnered with Lexis, Nexis, Butterworth, South Africa. We had a whole floor that we were training lawyers to use the internet at that time and um, selling the wigs and gowns downstairs and all that. And then we transitioned and relocated to Iboshere in uh, 2004-ish. And we've been, we were in Iboshere for about 16 years. And by, so by the time we, we moved out, we, we had about six shops all over Nigeria. Wow. Yes. Yes. That that's that that's been a journey actually, like quite yes. a journey. Yes. But like um I'm just going to like dial back a little bit now. So like you said something interesting about your experience in law school and yeah. uh, how you had two kids and at the same time you were in law school. So I like and I, I know that things have changed since then because I don't think people actually have children in law school anymore. But just about like how was it for you? Was it as intense? Like, I know you said two of your children are lawyers, so, like, when they talk to you about how their law school experience, was it as intense, what was it like, um, mm-hmm. of the compared time and their time? I just want to, like, get a feel of both. Okay. Um, during my time, we only had the Lagos branch, and it was mm-hmm. just two sessions, in the morning and in the evening, in the afternoon. So, you were either two, I think it was a month on, you'd be morning, and then a month off, you'd be afternoon. And that was mm-hmm. basically it. That was that was how we did it then. Um, by when I was in my final year in Unilad, I had my first child, and that was hectic. Final year law itself was really mm-hmm. hectic, and you can imagine that I was in the hospital for about three months while in in the while in my final year. But you remember yeah. that quite a number of us were graduates already, and um, mm-hmm. so quite so a lot of us were married, and there were quite a lot of mature people. So they kind of just banded, banded together with me. 
Saul will come and sit beside me and read my notes to me. I, I, I must tell you, I had friends like Adi Kaye, who is currently working in uh, the, the the vice president. He would just sit down beside me and read my notes to me in the hospital. Oh. And uh, quite a number of friends like that. And I passed very well in in in, in like. And then when I got to law school, I had to relocate to the island and stay with a, another friend of ours. We was using the boys' quarters of someone in Victoria Island to study. And then all of us together again, we will have one person. It was quite intense, I have to tell you. Law school is intense, irrespective of the year that you started. And irrespective. I know yours is, yours said, now it's more intense, but it was really, really intense at that time. Mm-hmm. And then to forestall, I used to drive from the mainland to the island, and then towards the exams, I moved completely to the, to the island. And we had like the very brilliant ones amongst us who would take us and teach us and tutor us and then explain things to us and it was a support network basically that helped me it wasn't anything else i have to tell you was a support network i had a huge support network from unilad that carried me into nigeria law school and that helped me and we all passed basically we all did well that's that's really great so for us from i'm getting so, so from you now that whether it's that time or now, having a support system is really important to getting through law school. Yes. That's what you're saying, is it? Yes. Very, very important. And I don't think, I don't know, irrespective of the times and, and the seasons, you need a support mm-hmm. system to get through law school. When my daughter came to Nigerian law school, she had to do bar one and um, and the bar part two. And from mm-hmm. bar one, she kind of built a system and she was in Abuja, so it has changed basically mm-hmm. and it was quite it was also very very intense she didn't have the the stress of uh, being a mother or anything and uh, she did very mm-hmm. she did very very well it was a very one of the toughest sessions i mean sets mm-hmm. in law school then and then very few i think it was 40 percent past then at that time but she did very well what helped her was her support network and she had imbibed a consistency while in england of um mm-hmm. Studying every hour, one hour every day, irrespective of whatever she always studied, she always had an hour. So she had kind of built that into her system, and it helped her. And then she had friends that could they could teach themselves. They had that support together, and they all graduated together. Wow, that's really that's really great and inspiring. So um, I know you've talked about the story of Lagos City. And how start, you started Lego City, but I wanted you to talk more about how it was for you working as a lawyer because I know, I know again, times have changed. But you hear a lot of young people say, We don't want to go to court, to, don't like civil litigation and things like that. But how was practice for you then? And I just want to get the story of that. So, my first day out of law school in a law firm, Ebi Kasumu. And if you know Ebi Kasumu, they do a lot of film, quite a number of criminal cases. And I was attached to one of the senior lawyers then. And I'll never forget, we had this lovely case. It was a criminal case murder. And um, I I had to be visiting the, the client in prison and everything to hear his own story and everything. At the end of the day, my first, my first uh, real shock was when he, right in front of me, he was sentenced to death. And... I cried more than the accused 
I caught that day. I wept and I said, no way, I'm not going to be a criminal. I can't. It's too emotionally draining for me. So I kind of removed myself from the trajectory of being a criminal lawyer. And I settled more into litigation. At that time, it wasn't. It didn't really matter what we were being paid. I if we remember that I was already married and I was an entrepreneur, I was selling things on the side. But the pay wasn't really good and encouraging. What what um this what actually defined my journey? I got tired of the slow system of Nigerian judicial judiciary. We had cases that um, lasted 15, 20 years. I couldn't handle it. I, I was that, I wasn't that I wasn't that patient. So I said, no, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I can do it. The cases in Nigeria take years to settle, and it wasn't good for me. So it's still the same thing now, although there are faster ways. And and then from there, I I, I ventured into the corporate arm arm of law. But what really I used to be very, I, I'm still very interested in land law and land matters. I'm still very very good with that. But what really discouraged me was the length of um, cases in Nigerian courts. We had cases that lasted 10-15 years. I met cases in my law firm that they had been dealing with while I was still in secondary school and they hadn't and they was going to the appeal and stuff. So I, I, I got quite frustrated and I just thought, how long is this going to be? So if I get my fees and the, and this case lasts 10-15 years, the guy is not going to continue with me for 10-15 years. This is not this is not what I want. So um, I I need I kind of after a while I said I was going to be a corporate lawyer, drafting agreements and all that. So I I veered into the corporate side of the of, of the legal profession. And um, thankfully now I'm into I'm in mediation, which is quite fast, and which is an alternative to the courts in Nigeria, and it's very very okay with me. So I'm happy with that right now. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> all right. So um, I, I, I know you said you're an avid writer and you wrote the book um, Ethics of the Legal Profession. So yes. I, I want to ask that, um, what, what inspired that? Yeah. yeah um, I was, you know, I remember I set up Legal City and yeah. what I used to do was that I, I, I literally discovered that I was dressing everyone that came to the, that came by into the shops. For example, very call to back then, at least 60% of the new new wigs will come into Legal City to buy their wigs and gowns. And we discovered that we would have to teach them how to wear the wig, how to put the gown on, what you cannot wear striped trousers, the do's and don'ts of the profession and all that. So I said that I needed to write a book about this. So the ethics, I don't, so most of them say, oh, they teach us ethics in law school, but it's not about the dress code and all that. I said, okay, I'm going to write a book about it. So myself and um, Alex Moka, the Nigerian Bar Association chairman at that time, wrote a book on the ethics of, um, my, we called it My Learned Friend. So mm. My Learned Friend is, um, very, is, a, is a coffee table book about the ethics, what to wear, how to wear it, how to address the courts in different courts in Nigeria, how to dress up, when to wear the striped trousers, the meaning of your robe, the meaning of your wig and all that, and how to combine everything together. And then when you're in court, court decorum, how to address the judges, how to address the justices of Supreme Court, magistrate courts and all that. So basically, that's what uh, My Learned Friend is all about. So we just had a hard copy book. It was a very small coffee table size book. And then 
I started giving it out to people and selling it then at about a thousand naira to lawyers. And mm. that was how we, that was why I wrote the, the ethics of the legal profession. Thank you. Oh, okay. So um, if we if wanted to buy the books now, is there a way we can find it on Amazon? People like us right. that would like to do them. Yes. Yeah, well, the, the process of um, turning it into a soft into a, a soft copy and making it available on Amazon is going through the uh, second edition right now. We're mm-hmm. writing it up into the second edition. It will be ready before um, April ending. The second edition oh. will be out. Yeah. Okay, that's great. So people, yeah. you should buy the books, the book, especially um law students that are listening to this, that you are also students, the ones that will be writing exams now, you guys, so that you can know how to, you know, dress up and you know look nice when you're going to court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those that want to go to court anyway. Yeah. So I, I guess my last question I'm to you today is um because I've been a really interesting episode, you're very inspiring. But yeah. what advice would you give to people presently in law school? Or young wigs, that's two years at the bar, three years. What advice would you give to them concerning um, the trajectory of law today and then their practice generally? Yes, I always say find your niche. Find your area of, number one, find your niche, your area of specialty. Sometimes it's not going to be open to you from day zero. You might not know it by the time you finish law school, but at the same time, start working towards specialization. That is going to be what, that's going to be what will kind of uh, move you up quite fast up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And then you need to decide early. Do you want to go the route of the judiciary or you want, or you want to end up being an SAN and work diligently, irrespective of whatever the pay is and work diligently towards it? Thirdly, I'm going to say this, five rivers entered, flew, uh, flew, came into Eden, fed Eden, the Garden of Eden. I believe strongly that we should have multiple streams of income. We are getting into that century, that time of, the, of, of our lives, that just being a lawyer is not going to cut it. Yeah. At different points in time of your life, you are going to need to learn something else. You're going to need extra money income from somewhere. If you have extra income, you're not going to be too worried about what the person is paying you. And good thing, your generation is lucky because you can do a thousand and one things on social media and still earn money and still be, be a good lawyer and still be everything you want to be. But don't depend on, don't, don't go to bed and say, oh, I'm a lawyer, fantastic, I'm going to bed. No, it's not going to cut it in these times and seasons that we are. I have at least five incomes coming in at any point in time. So I can always tap on all the knowledge and the residual knowledge that I have. And the good thing about law is that law opens you up, opens your mind to do a thousand and one things. So open up your minds. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much, Ma, for joining us today. It's been really great having you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So um, for our audience, Please fill our feedback forms when you see them online. If you have questions, if you have requests, for example, you love to hear more from Mrs. Adetunbi, you can you can send it to us and we can work something out. Um, yeah. Feel free to reach out to us through our social media. If you have questions and suggestions, Twitter and Instagram, we are digital.ng. Um, also, patronize Lego City, buy the book. I'm yes. sure that we have wonderful packages for you. Wigs and gowns for lawyers, and we have special packages. Yeah. 
So, and that's that. You can subscribe to our podcast on Google and Apple Podcasts and give us a good rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you use Anchor to listen, click the favorite button so you get notified anytime we have a new episode. We love you. We wish you all the best in the exam, in your exam going forward. Um, we hope you've had a great time today. Till we meet again, I remain your host, Kay Kemi Ubi. Goodbye. And that's all for today's episode of the Fit and Proper Podcast, a DigiLaw production. For more about DigiLaw, you can check out our website at www.digilaw.com.ng. Follow us on social media. On LinkedIn, we are at DGL Africa. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at DigiLawNG.